Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. I'm Tower, here with the Watchman, and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on Truth Social, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Getter, Tumblr, and Linktree. And you can listen and download our shows by going to warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Do not miss this post, End of Days, The Gathering of Ephraim. In these end of days, there are the lost tribes of Israel, and they are lost, but they are being gathered from among the nations, and in this they will be found. Do not miss this post, Global Socialism American Style. Global Socialism American Style is common today as Americans swallow political speak from the socialist-minded politicians. It is, if it, it is as if they ignore the real reality of true Marxist socialism. Do not miss this post. Season of Prophecy, Shaking of Nations Seasons of Prophecy bring to the forefront the shaking of nations. Here men and nations with their own agendas. From a movement of rebellion to seduce the world. And the latest post on warn-usa.com, do not miss this post, not rejoicing, it's judgment. Isaiah's prophetic book, part 43 on battle lines, not rejoicing, it's judgment. And you can be sure, this was no picnic. Judgment of the Lord God is all-inclusive to where it's sent. Yet the nations around about the nation judged also feel the effects. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. It's a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana Glenn Smith. And The Rising details a takeover of America. When he who opposes rises, believers overcome by faith. We continue the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, He battles to survive the forces bent on destroying him and America, having escaped death many times. Can Mac save the United States? Find out by getting your copy of The Rising. Go to danaglinsmith.com and visit the Christian Books and Resource Shop, and there you will find The Rising. And also, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter at danaglinsmith.com and now I welcome in the watchman you're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to another... Friday edition 
of Sound the Shofar. We close the week out, and uh, we are currently in end time affliction survival practice. And on this one, we talk about foolish wisdom. And we'll explain that later. It's been chilly because we have now entered into the fall season up in our neck of the woods. And around the world, the seasons are causing troubles. in more ways than one. And the one thing that the WIBR Warren Radio, Tower and I get together and we have numerous, well we have a large list, but we have those projects that help the persecuted church, the brethren around the world. We also have other things that we support. But the reason I'm bringing this up today is not to tell you what we do, but to talk to you about the brethren for a little bit because on this Friday section, it's a little more relaxed. And we have a section called Fruits and Nuts because America is filled with them. It's a time that I discuss various issues. And in this case, the ones I'm talking about are not fruits and nuts, but are people. And people that, and this <clears throat> over in Pakistan, in India, Bangladesh, that, that whole area. You know, they have a rainy season, they have floods, and it is a mess. And these people live in mud brick houses, thatched roofs. The rivers are swollen, overrun, cutting off people. Debris and trees and everything is piled up. And of course, Barnabas aid, this is USA at BarnabasAid.org. Now the WIBR Warren Radio is not connected in any way to Barnabas aid except our common cause of wanting to help those in trouble. Our broadcasts are not connected to them. When we bring them up, it's simply to remind you about this. And I'm going to ask you if you can do it to donate to a particular project. And I get no remuneration. <laughs> or let's try just saying it in English. We don't get paid for this. We don't want to get paid for this. We're not asking for donations for the WIBR through this. We're asking you to help Christians in the sin floods in Pakistan. And of course, they know that we have an ongoing project that Tower and I have been doing for years, which is to give to these groups around the world. The ones that have boots on the ground. If you listen to 
our persecuted church or advocacy for the persecuted church, we tell you about the different troubles and what they're facing. We cover a lot of items. But help made it to a particular area. Shamu, who is a poor Christian farmer in Sindh, Pakistan, was very thankful because Barnabas Aid happened to have some local partners there who took aid to this remote and isolated area. And Shamu said this, they came to this remote and isolated area and shared our burden in this time of hardship and hopelessness. And of course, when you're talking about these particular individuals, the phrase poor Christian farmer is exactly what he is. Now there's another one, a 55-year-old farmer named Chand. They had to travel 45 minutes by tractor and trailer and then wade for 10 minutes through a meter of muddy floodwaters. No other aid had reached them. Now we are familiar with these kind of floods and even worse because we've been doing our radio shows for a very long time and we have seen in India not and not just India but the whole region around there including Pakistan and the proclivity of of that land to have terrible floods and it don't take much to destroy a thatched hut with mud bricks. But in this case, they were cut off. And Chan said that he felt very blessed in God who had provided for his people through his people. And as Christians in America, the one reason we don't want personally America to be destroyed is because there are many Christian outreaches like Barnabas Aid and Samaritan's Purse. Now see, Barnabas Aid they have them over in the UK and other place. This is USA Barnabas Aid. But you see in America, we need this land to keep going and be free. So the money and the aid and the food can make it we cannot afford in America to have a terrible time here. We can't afford here to have terrible crops. We can't afford here to have division and war. Because when that happens, we're not going to be able to help anybody. Now see, this is a different kind of help than what the Biden administration does by just merely opening up the border and overrunning us with people who come up and plainly said that the border is open. And it's kind of 
interesting. They were let off in front of Kamala Harris's house for a reason because she opened her fat mouth and said, the border's secure. And the first thing this guy said when interviewed, the border's open. So we came here illegally, he admitted. He was telling us what he found. Well, see, this kind of lawlessness by Kamala Harris, Biden, and the Democrats is just one thing that they're doing in this administration to cause trouble. But see, we need to fix this nation. We need to stop this Democrat versus Republican bull. We need to stop all this nonsense of investigating Trump and others. We are looking more like a socialist third world dictatorship than we are America. And see, we need the America that we know exists to rise up and oppose this and to say, stop it. Because America always was one of those who helped in the aid department. Now see, the WIBR Warren Radio can tell you many different organizations that you can support. But we have listeners of this broadcast that already support people. And that's fine. We're not trying to get you to feel guilty. We're just bringing this out and saying, if you can help, help Barnabas Aid, because this is their program. They have another one, and of course the thatched roof, it's a village. They have mud bricks, and they have a cross painted on their house. And it's just... A little round structure and you've probably seen them they would sleep on the floor they got three kids and it looks like they've got water and several sacks of food and there's water on the ground they were standing for a photo with their food aid that was on the table in front of them the Christians live in the house that's pictured there and like many local Christian families, they painted a large cross on their wall to show their faith. Barnabas Aid says many thousands of our brothers and sisters are suffering in sin. Pakistan. Pakistan is one of the most infamous places where Christians are persecuted. But there has been good signs that we covered this week on our broadcast coming out of Pakistan by the highest court in the land and the highest justices who came out and stated that merely preaching the gospel it does not mean that it's illegal or moral or against their laws or cannot be considered blasphemy. So things are changing and we thank God for that. But you see when these things, when the waters have gone, right now it's food, but when the waters are gone you got to repair the homes. Many years ago I remember in India they needed a home. They were trying to help a family and they used bricks, cinder block, I believe. They needed some money for that. So we sent them the money. Later they sent us the picture of the house. They were so happy to get it. It's just a simple house. It's not anything like what we have. But they were happy and thankful. 
you see, in America, we're spoiled. And so I'm asking Christians not to be spoiled or selfish, but to look around. Stand up against the division in America. We need to all work together. Democrat, Republican, black, white, and the rest of them. We need to stop the wokeness. That's stupid. We need to just stand up, be united. And we need to help these others in these other countries. As well as our own. You see, the big problem of the Biden administration, he's allowed millions of illegals in. When we've already had a lot of our servicemen that have been out, ex-vets, who are living on the streets and not being taken care of. So we got issues. But for right now, you know, mosquitoes are a mess over there. So they provide mosquito nets, an emergency family food package that'll last about a month, plastic sheets, clean drinking water, water purification tablets, they've got to do some work at a Christian hospital. They also need to repair both the generators there. So this is what you can do. Go to BarnabasAid.org and donate. Use, direct your donation to 41-919 Christian Flood Victims in Pakistan. Your aid is to go to the Christian Flood Victims in Pakistan 41-919 That's 41-919 Christian flood victims in Pakistan. Now I thank you for that. My heart goes out to you and to others. One day we're not going to have to worry about this. The Messiah comes. But right now, we need to help the brethren. And you can do that through Barnabas' aid. And see, they send these things out to, to us because... They know what we've helped them with. And they say, if you have recently sent a gift to Barnabas Aid, please do not feel under pressure to give again. But do remember the needs of Christians and this appeal in your prayers. So they admit it. My heart has been with the persecuted church for forever and I feel for these people but my heart is also for America and what it's doing you know all around the world there are human beings we are all cut from the same source the Lord God they can call themselves communists, socialists, Americans, South Americans. They can be various colors, skin colors. You see, God created people differently because he's a God who loves this. It's his creation. A young boy in Pakistan along flooded waters
He needs your help. So does his sister. And what we've seen in times past in India, particularly, the aid that came in from the government never made it to the Christians because the Hindus refused to give it to them. But thank God, because there are groups that are on scene, but there's a lot of problems, a lot of issues in these days. So once again, if you can help, if not, pray. But if you can, Go to BarnabasAid.org and the number is 41-919 Christian Flood Victims in Pakistan. That's where your donation needs to go. Tower and I thank you for that. Moving on, we're going to be talking about wisdom. You know, the Bible is quite clear on fools and foolishness. But the wisdom of the world is foolishness with God. And while there is knowledge and wisdom of the world, and you can't deny it, we look to the wisdom of God. Because we discern between the profane and the holy. We are to walk in the light of Christ. Just as Christ walked in the light, so must we. And if you face a survival situation like these particular Christians in Pakistan, There is no more important item on your list in surviving than to be tapped into the wisdom of God in these end of days. Whether it's avoiding persecution, finding a place that is safe. See, people come up here in America by the millions. And now that the border is open, the trail that they're coming up on is littered with everything you can imagine. Absolutely filthy. And some of that's on private land. And these people, a lot of them are single. They have no education. They're coming up here. And Biden was spending money to put them up in a motel room. They never bothered to do that about the homeless we have already in the big cities, in California. California is, is one of those states that are going to push themselves right off the cliff. And one of the best places when we look to wisdom Let's go to 1 Corinthians. We're going to read 1 Corinthians 19 and a few verses after that. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Now we've covered the, you know, what prudent is and what wisdom is. And in survival, you need both of those. But we do not want to forget the wisdom of God because he can provide supernaturally as well. 
and I mean that's where the hand of God comes out of the supernatural into the natural world where we live and provides something for you that is physical. It's there. You can touch it. You can eat it. Maybe a cave. Something. So we look beyond the world that says, you know, there's no help. God's asleep. We're going to perish. No. God is awake. God knows those who are his. And we have to come up to the throne of God. We have to believe God. So the wisdom of the wise in the world... Don't give much credit to God. And if you read Psalm 2, you can see what they're doing there. They want to destroy the bounds that God has set. They already do it in their wokeness and all their genders they have. See, God doesn't have me. He creates two, male and female. But because of sin, we destroy all that. Verse 20, where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? Well, in one respect, the greatest respect is yes. He has provided redemption for those who are lost. Because in this world, all have sinned and all come short of the glory of God. And the soul that sins, it will die. And so you got the initial death when this body dies that you're living in. And the second death is when your spirit man stands before the Lord God and is cast into hell for the things you've done in this body. Christ came and gave himself on the cross for you to redeem you from that second death. So that instead of going to Sheol and hell, well, see, death and hell is actually going to be cast into the lake of fire, so... I mean, the people are in hell now, but that whole place is going to be thrown into the lake of fire. So make no mistake, God has a plan. The world and its wisdom does not have a plan. It is not going to save you in any way, shape, or form. The devil and Satanism, where a lot of kids in America are following now, that's foolishness. You will regret that all the rest of your lives for that. And that I'm speaking of the life beyond this world. Satan is not going to help you because he's going to be in the lake of fire. He's going to be destroyed. And if you follow him, that's where you're going to be. And Christ didn't die on the cross, die on the cross for no reason. He did it so you wouldn't face that fate. Verse 21 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. For after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. And it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Verse 24. But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks or Gentiles, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Verse uh, chapter 3. Verse 19, for the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God, for it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. You see, and, and we have a lot of wise in the world. And they think that they're going to have it over God, but they're not. There's a story that I like, and it's about a rabbi. A rabbi gives this, Rabbi Shlomo Lewis. 
This was given September 16th, 2012. He was doing a Jewish genealogical tour and on that visit he visited a lot of places. One of them he came back, when he came back he returned and he visited Cherry Hill for Shabbat and a family friend came over to him. Now as they talked, this friend recalled a situation during World War II and Hitler's invasion. And it goes like this. The rabbi's friend said, I remember one Shabbat 1938 when Vladimir Jabonsky came to the shul, that's Yiddish for synagogue, and uh, Jabonsky uh, was Menachem Begin's mentor. He was a fiery orator, an unflinching Zionist radical whose policies were to the far right. So this friend continued, when Jabonsky came, he delivered the drash, midrash, another level of understanding of the midrash on a Shabbat morning. And he says, I can still hear his words burning in my ears. He climbed up to the shtender, Jewish for pulpit, and stared at us from the bima a platform in the synagogue holding the reading table when you and it's used when chatting or reading portions of the Torah and the prophets today it would be like our pulpit and glared at us with eyes full of fire and cried out he's coming Jews abandoning your city this was during the time of Hitler remember and they all thought that they were safe in Lithuania from the Nazis and from Hitler. They had lived there and thrived for a thousand years. And the rabbi said, we got out, but most did not, because they listened. Now, I have another rabbi joke, or another rabbi thing, and it's not a joke, but it's one of those things. A rabbi was once asked, why are your sermons so stern? Replied the rabbi, if a house is on fire, and we chose not to wake up our children for fear of disturbing their sleep, would that be love? Children, our house is on fire. I must arouse you from your slumber. And so, my friends, in this like manner, the times in America are not good. So, my friends, our house here is on fire in America. The American house with a constitutional republic. The Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights, it's all being attacked and on fire. We are divided and a house divided will not stand. And there's going to come a time in this country when you're going to have to know prudence and wisdom know when to listen yes we've been safe in America but we know it's coming 
Abandon your city. Abandon your city. Abandon your country. And then you think, great, where do we go? In America, we're covered by water, practically, to the east and to the west. We can't go to the north because Canada is more Marxist than ever. And Trudeau is a puppet of Soros, and it's not going good for the people up there. You can't really go through Mexico down south because it is dangerous. Meanwhile, everybody down south and from around the world are coming up to America while we are in trouble. So, my friends, I have to wake you up. I have to warn you. And I have to say, when we go through prudence and wisdom, through God's word, we'll be better prepared to hear and understand in order to deliver ourselves and our families and others. Now the first thing we're looking at is Genesis 26, 1 through 5. And there was a famine in the land, beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. And Isaac went unto Abimelech, king of the Philistines, under Gerar. And the Lord appeared unto him and said, Go not down into Egypt, and dwell in the land which I shall tell thee of. Sojourn in this land, and I'll be with thee, and will bless thee. For unto thee and unto thy seed I will give all these countries. And I'll perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. And I will make thy seed to multiply as the stars of the heaven. And will give unto thy seed all these countries. And in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge, my commandments, my statutes, and my laws. So the Lord appeared to Isaac. He gave him directions where to go. Now, of course, you're not Isaac. But as Christian believers, we're his children. We have been grafted in. He went to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to those that believe on his name. And it is unto these that he gave the power to become the sons of God. And so the blessing that was poured upon Isaac has come through to the Gentiles by way of the cross that Christ died on. We have been grafted in, as Paul says. He goes through this in Romans 11. And so the first thing of it is, we do have the Lord. And there will come a time when there's not going to be any escape in the world unless God does move. Because scripture says, unless the days are shortened, there'd be no flesh left alive. 
and it states of the Lord when he comes again, this is in Revelation, that he'll destroy those who have destroyed the earth. So there are those that are going to destroy the earth. And unless God shortens the days, there will be no flesh left alive. Now think of that. Now see, one thing that we talk about today in America is the fact of what Soros is doing, Bill Gates is doing, what the World Economic Forum is doing, what uh, the World Health Organization is doing. And what Biden is talking about right now, getting rid of the dollar and going to cash. Now, when I mean going to digital, when you go to digital, that is going to be able to implement the control of currency. And further, uh, there will be the mark. All these things are going to be fully embraced during the beast. He will be the one that will do this globally. And so we have people today already talking about it because they say that that will help. It's not going to help us. This is for control. And it will help the beast. And it will destroy countries and lives. <clears throat> so the first avenue of survival is knowing who the enemy is. You're not going to be able to stop the mark of the beast. And when they all decide to go to digital, you're not going to be able to start uh, do anything about that. And that's going to take some heavy-duty talk and prayer. And fasting. But you see, God is able to protect his own. To deliver them, to hide them. Matter of fact, in Revelation, we hear of the seal. Well, those in Christ Jesus are already sealed in him. So first up is pay attention to what's going on in your country. And prepare yourself for every avenue. Now, what people have always discussed, and we talked about this years ago, because this isn't new, Biden suddenly talking about this. We've been talking about a one-world currency ever since the 70s. This is nothing new in the church and prophecy, for we know all this. But a long time ago, I started telling people that we already have the one world currency and it's digital because digital can instantly exchange any form of currency into digital that's the avenue that's the canary in the coal mine and that has been developed and that's what they're going to do so number one Pay attention to what's happening in your country. Because eventually, it is going to be ripe for the son of perdition to show up. And I believe that the son of perdition is already here. The beast. He's on this earth. And he's in politics or close to it. People already know of him, but yet he has not been revealed, and his time is not yet. Now see, another story I like when I'm talking about prudence is talking about Solomon. Now Solomon determined, this is in 2 Chronicles 2, 
starting at verse 1. He determined to build a house for the name of the Lord and a house for his kingdom. And Solomon told out three score and ten thousand men to bear burdens, and four thousand to hew in the mountain, and three thousand and six hundred to oversee them. Now that's a lot. And Solomon sent to Huram the king of Tyre, saying, As thou didst deal with David my father, and sent him cedars to build him a house to dwell therein, even so deal with me. Behold, I build a house to the name of the Lord my God, to dedicate it to him, and to burn before him sweet incense, and for the continual showbread, and for the burnt offerings morning and evening, and on the Sabbaths, and on the new moon, and on the solemn feasts of the Lord our God. This is an ordinance forever to Israel. And the house which I build is great, for great is our God above all gods. But who is able to build him a house, seeing the heaven and heavens of heaven cannot contain him? Who am I then that I should build him a house and save only to burn sacrifice before him? Send me therefore a man cunning to work in gold and silver and brass and in iron and purple and crimson and blue that can skill to grave with the cunning men that are with me in Judah and in Jerusalem whom my father, David my father, did provide. Send me also cedar trees, fir trees, algum trees out of Lebanon, for I know that thy servants can skill to cut timber in Lebanon, and behold, my servants shall be with thy servants. Even to prepare me timber in abundance for the house which I am about to build shall be a wonderful great. And behold, I will give to thy servants and the hewers that cut timber, 20,000 measures of beaten wheat, 20,000 measures of barley, 20,000 baths of wine, and 20,000 baths of oil. Then Hiram the king of Tyre answered in writing, which he sent to Solomon, Because the Lord has loved his people, he hath made thee king over them. Hiram said, Moreover, blessed be the Lord God of Israel, that made heaven and earth, who hath given to David the king a wise son, endued with prudence and understanding, that might build a house for the Lord with a house for his kingdom. Now see, we're not building such an edifice. But Solomon found out a way to do this. They didn't have the skill. So they sent to who did have the skill. Prudence, intelligence, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, wise. So Solomon, the son of David, was described as wise. And his quality among many was prudence and understanding. He had the intelligence, wisdom, understanding, and discretion to know what materials to find, where to find them, what the skilled laborers would be needed, and he was given all the tools to do the job given to him by the Lord. But in Solomon's work, he was prudent. He had understanding. We also could say he had sense or common sense. He used discretion. What Solomon needed was given by the Lord. He was given wisdom and understanding. But see, remember, the Lord made a covenant with David. And Solomon fulfills that covenant.
because he was an heir that sat upon the throne of David. However, Solomon did sin later on. Nevertheless, his kingdom was great, and he did have those gifts. And so just as Solomon had natural gifts, he also had a gift given to him. Wisdom. Knowledge. He had prudence. He also had the covenant the Lord had made with his father. Now see, we have a covenant made with the greater son of David, Yahshua. Jesus Christ and it is to that end that we can understand and we can seek and we can find and believe God if we don't know how we can seek the Lord for wisdom And we have the Spirit of God that can direct our hearts. And so when we're talking about end time afflictions, they're coming. Troubles, trials, the beast. Somewhere along the timeline of the end of days, the believers are not going to be here for the wrath of God. But we are going to have to wake up and understand that the places we live are going to be shaken. And we need to prepare ourselves and our families to be delivered to find survival in the midst of perilous times. Father, I ask that you will bless those who hear this word whenever they hear it. Guide them, direct them, give them prudence, knowledge and wisdom. Help them to prepare themselves and their families for the perilous times in which we live. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Now, don't forget to go to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Check out my book, The Rising by Dana Glenn Smith. You can find it in a lot of areas globally. But you can go to our websites and we have links there to the book and to the book page. Or you can just go directly to Dana Glenn Smith and there's a big thing on the front page up at the top that will give you direction. Get the book. Read it. And send me what you think, your comments on it, through our website contact page. Take care of yourself and your family. And also, pray for the persecuted church. Find you someone, some organization that is trustworthy, that has boots on the ground that help the believers overseas. Until next time, shalom everybody, be safe, be blessed, and may the joy of the Lord fill your souls, because the day draws closer for our Lord's return. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.